1: A unique outreach program
0: that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ugo.
2: There was a
3: man who was blind. Jesus put clay on
1: his eyes. I'm excited. How many of you know that God heals? Are you aware that God heals and he also delivers? It's testimony time tonight. And tonight, our testimony is coming from a brother who received a touch from God. But you need to listen to it because it's not your usual medium or the usual way where you probably receive a word and then by the grace of God, God heals you. Because that also happens. The Bible says that he sent his word and he healed them. Hallelujah. But there are other ways that God also works. So listen tonight. It says, My name is Prince Bilobe from the Sherman Hub. My testimony occurred in April back when I was in school. I fell so ill. I was initially rushed to the school's clinic, but was later advised to go to a hospital. I got to the government hospital. They put four drips on me and ran many tests, but they could not find exactly what was wrong with me. He said, at a point... I couldn't feel anything in the left side of my body from my brain running all the way down my parents were called to the hospital to provide assistance my visibly worried mother resorted to intensive prayer as at this particular stage no one knew exactly what was wrong and my father had given up completely already anticipating my death so it's like his condition was so bad he said his father looked at his mother and said that look let's just start arranging for his burial because the the way the boy is looking and the state that he's in i don't think that he's going to come out so he says, still sick and in uncontrollable pain my parents decided to take me to another private hospital as soon as we got to this new hospital tests were run on me and it was identified that i had malaria and the parasites had reached its critical stage said and should have actually been dead by then according to the doctors so when he got to the hospital the state that he was in even though they were now able to identify and say that this is malaria states that the doctors found in him they said no it's it's not possible that you are still alive the state that you are in you should be dead i'm here to announce to you tonight that regardless of whatever condition you are in regardless of what people have said regardless of the predictions of men regardless of your circumstances i see a hand bringing life i said i see a hand deliver life to you receive the life of god in jesus name So this is what he said. He said, but I remembered praying on my sickbed the night before. So this is where everything happened. Asking the Lord to forgive me. Because I had backslidden spiritually. Backslidden in my prayer. Backslidden in my commitment to the things of God. Some of you may be surprised that I'm sharing this testimony. But for the past few weeks, as Bishop has been preaching on key facts for new believers, I've realized the more why every believer needs to take their spiritual life very seriously. I don't know why you're not clapping. He said, I believe that my backslidden state is what gave way to the enemy to plant this malaria into my life you see bishop has been preaching he holds the yellow book we all know it's the yellow card you hear key facts for new believers but some of us have been believers for a while But we need to begin to believe in a very new way i said we have been believers for a while but we need to begin to believe in a very new way whatever backslidden state you find yourself in i see the lord making a way for you to come back i said i see the lord making a way for you to come back may you find your roots running deep may you find yourself standing tall may you find yourself standing in the name of jesus He said, I know the doctors tried their best, but I know that God heard my prayer on that sick bed. By the grace of God, I am not taking my salvation for granted. I'm not taking my relationship with God for granted. He says, If you are here tonight and you can hear this testimony, I want to beg you, please don't take your salvation for granted. I want us to value the words of our pastor. I want us to value the messages because they are saving our lives more than you think can you put your hands together for the lord you see that's why i said this method of healing is not the ordinary way where he had a word or he was praying and he received a touch but His own spirituality, his own spirit convicted him. And he realized that there was something wrong somewhere. I pray that tonight you will identify in your life where you have gone wrong. I pray that as the word of God comes to you, you'll be able to see the openings that you have made available for the enemy. And drive the devil out. I said drive the devil out. I said drive the devil out. I said drive the devil out. I I see you standing tall. I see you succeeding. I see you prospering i see you receiving deliverance be healed in the name of jesus tonight
3: Tide of stone, taking over like a Jericho. My walls are all crushing down.
2: hand clap is because your God has never lost a battle. He can do all things but fail. The only thing he cannot do is fail. That is more than enough reason to clap your hands tonight and give the Lord a shout that you serve a God who can do everything except failing, except failing, except fail, except fail. What a blessing. What a blessing. I'm convinced that one day we'll arrive in heaven and we will discover that we completely underestimated God. The things he could have done for us on earth, we didn't even understand. Yes, but we are men. Are you enjoying the service tonight? I, you're sure you're enjoying the service tonight? Okay, alright. All right. So you are ready for what I'm about to introduce to you? You're sure? You are, what I'm bringing to you, you need to be prepared and ready, yeah but tonight I believe that we have all come ultimately to hear from God amen we've come to fellowship with the Spirit of God and to hear from God and we hear from God through the sermon hallelujah and tonight I'm happy to announce to you that we have in our midst somebody who I believe God has anointed I believe God has anointed so much to bring his word to us hallelujah I said hallelujah Look, who is bringing something to you matters oh? Yeah, the vessel that brings something to you matters. And tonight, I am happy to announce to you that we have a servant of God in our midst. Hallelujah. Somebody who believes in God, somebody who speaks the mind of God, somebody who speaks the prophecies of the living God and tonight I am confident that he is bringing us a word straight from the throne room of grace. I'm happy you are standing to your feet on your own because it's a sign of honor as you join me with a hand clap and a shout to welcome to this pulpit the Bishop Edwin Morgan, go Macanay Cathedral, I can hear you. Come on, make some
3: noise tonight. I don't want to be a round. I don't want to be a bird.
0: A wayside ground. Make that confession tonight.
3: Make me a good ground. A very, very good
0: ground. Beautiful. Father, we thank you. Oh, clap your hands. Clap your hands, those of us online, wherever you are so that you are excited to be a part of his presence service. Our first Sunday church service is held on Saturday. And you are welcome to God's presence indeed. And I know that power will flow through your device into your life. I know God will touch you wherever you are. And I know that God chose you to make you a part of the service tonight. Those of you in the house, expect the word of God to come into your heart, to change your life, and to bring you to a better place in Christ. Father, we thank you for the beautiful privilege to be here. We ask that you speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said aloud, Amen. 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 Give your neighbor a gentle bow or a curtsy as we sit. God bless you. You are very welcome to church tonight. I'm continuing to teach about salvation from key facts from this book. And um, I want you to have yours. And feel free to make notes. I am in chapter 3. It's been an exciting journey. And we are talking about six powerful effects of your salvation. The six powerful effects of your salvation. When you get born again, what does it cause to happen in your life? What happens to you when you get born again? I'm giving you tonight six such effects, and I'm happy you have your notebooks taking notes. If you are in church tonight without anything in your hands, you've just come to sit in the house of God, then I want to ask you to review your relationship with Christ and your understanding of what it means to be in God's presence. The first powerful effect we saw last week is that all your sins, past and present ones, are forgiven by Jesus Christ. Your future sins will also be forgiven if you confess them. I taught On this very powerful subject last week. I want you to visit the podcast and listen to it again. Because when you get born again, the big thing that happens to you, that makes you different from someone who is not born again, is your sins your sins and that is why 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness God is ready When you get born again, sin loses its power over you. And the first thing God does is that your past and your present sins are wiped away. Your sins are blotted out. Your sins are forgiven. Any bad thing you ever did is erased. And then the future sins you will commit because as a human being on earth you are a weak vessel subject to mistakes the bible says if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us so whilst you are here you will make mistakes those sins you will make you you will commit will be forgiving you if you confess them. Very important. If you confess them. And we all must learn as Christians to confess our sins. When you confess a sin, you are depriving it of its power over you. Any sin you confess from a habit, that confession takes power from that sin, and I told you last week that just because you can confess your sins and God will forgive you, first John one nine does not mean that you must continue living in sin. You continue sinning. You continue fornicating. You continue lying. Because if you confess it, God will forgive you. So you continue that life and you confess and God forgives you. It's not like that. It's not like that. When you continue sinning, Each time you confess your sins, God will forgive you. But you are weakening your salvation. You are weakening your salvation. Listen very carefully. When you confess your sins, God will forgive you. But if you continue to live in sin, what it does to you is that very soon, you would not be a born again christian again you would have lost your salvation because that salvation you have ephesians chapter 2 10 to ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 ephesians chapter 2 what does it say For by grace are ye saved. So when you meet somebody who is saved, the person's salvation is by grace. Say, salvation by grace. Or say, I am saved by grace. Lift your right hand and say, I am saved by the grace of God. Now, this is a very important point because... This is where sin comes in. Your salvation is running on fuel. Like when a car is moving, it is moving because of fuel, diesel, petrol, or electrical power, a battery. When you see a car moving, it is running on fuel. Your salvation also runs on the fuel called grace. But thankfully, thankfully, this particular fuel doesn't get finished. It doesn't run out. There's not like half tank, empty tank. No, no. The fact that you are moving the car, you are living a saved life, will never run down your grace level. But there is something that makes you run out of grace. And that thing that makes you run out of grace is in Romans chapter 6 verse 1. The grace to be saved. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound? (laughs) I mean, you are saying that you are born again. And you are still fornicating. Now, what you, you see, you can continue fornicating. You can continue stealing. You can continue lying. But what it's saying, the Bible is saying is that as you continue sinning, grace will not be there for you. The grace to be saved runs out. It's like, shall we continue? Otherwise, then, there's no point to be born again. If you are going to just continue sinning and confessing, and each time you confess, God forgives you, then there's there's no need. I mean, then, we can all just, you know, live our unbeliever lives Come to church, receive Christ, quote-unquote, receive Christ, say the sinner's prayer, and go back home and continue living in sin. Because each time we live in sin and we confess our sins, God will forgive us. But it's not like that. The more you sin, the more the grace, because your salvation is running on grace. And when you sin and keep sinning, grace runs out till there's no grace anymore, and you cannot be saved, and you are out. That's why John met Jesus in Revelations. And he says, he that overcometh, the one who overcomes, I will not blot out his name. The name that every name that is in the book of life is not written in ink. It's written in pencil. And it can be erased. It can be erased. I'm, I'm, I, I am asking anyone who calls himself a born-again Christian to beware of sin. Sin will eliminate you from a life of salvation. Continue. Keep on. Continue sinning and confessing. Sleep with a girl and confess. Continue sleeping with her and keep confessing. A day will come. The grace, you may not know, but your salvation, you are here because of the grace of God. If that grace doesn't find you, you will not even be interested in God. Why do you think there are billions of people on earth who don't care about Jesus Christ and you are here? It's the grace of God which found you. That grace which found you can get finished. It can get finished. And what causes the grace to be born again to get finished is sin. Sin. So if you are doing something God doesn't like, you are doing something the Bible doesn't allow, stay away. Ask God for strength to break free. Because if you persist in it, Numbers 32, verse 23, if you persist in that sin, that sin will find you outside your salvation. Be sure. Your sin will find you out. It's, it's an English phrase, which means many things. And the literal meaning, literally, it means that it will find you, your sinful life will find you outside. Apart from other meanings of your sin will find you out. There are many meanings, but one of them I'm giving you is that your sinful life will one day, it will find you outside salvation, outside the church. So if you are born again, be very careful about your sin, your sinful life, and the sin aspect of your life. Don't be comfortable with sin. Don't be comfortable with sin. First John 1, 9 is true. But Romans 6, 1 is also true. The grace to be born, to be saved, will get finished. Number two. Number two. You have received eternal life. Get last week's message and listen to it again. Something special happens to you when you get born again. You receive a life. It's a a type of life. I told you last week, all life is not the same. There are different types of life. All lives do not have the same value. The life of green grass does not have the same value as the life of a goat. If you kill a goat, you are likely to pay less money than if you kill a cow. They all have life. But they have different values. The life of a cow is higher than the life of a mouse. And I told you last week that one way you know the value of a particular life is when you kill it. Kill it and see what happens to you. Kill green grass and see what happens to you. Kill a mouse and see what happens to you. Kill a cow and see how much you pay. Then above animals is a human being who is also, by the way, an animal. Because life has two parts. Plants and what? Animals. By human beings, our lives are higher than the lives of cows. How do you know? Kill a human being and see (laughs) what will happen to you. Just drive and hit somebody and kill the person on the road. You will not go home. You will spend the night behind bars. Why? Because you have killed something of a very high value. Ladies and gentlemen, there's another life that is higher than human life. It's called eternal life. It's the highest form of life on earth. And when you are saved, when you get born again, you receive that life. If you don't have money and you have eternal life, you are higher than a millionaire who is not born again. If you've never been to school and you have this life, you are still higher than somebody who has a PhD. Eternal life is the highest form of life. And when you get born again, when you give your life to Christ, you rise above. I remember I told you last week that sin, sin is Above human life. Sin is stronger than the human will. How do you know? January 31st, December. January 1st. January 3rd. January 4th. By January 4th, all your New Year resolutions... As you are in the church building on the first night. Father, this year, I, I'm, I'm breaking up with Florence. I'm breaking up with Florence. In the name of Jesus, fornication is out. Thank you, Lord, for victory. 3rd January. When she comes to your house and you see her, you even forget that you were in church. Why? Because sin has power. Paul said, that which I don't want to do. That's what I do. That's what I do. And the things I have to do, I don't do them. What a wretched man I am. That is the human life. You can't use your will to overcome sin. Because sin is above the human life. But when you receive Jesus Christ and you receive eternal life, you rise above sin. He that had Christ does not sin, does not live a life of sin. It's not a part, it's not a normal life. You may fall here and there, but you are not a practitioner of sin. If you are born again Christian, and I pray today that everyone who is born again will understand that the life God has given you is higher than anything you see on earth. Value your eternal life. If you lose it, you drop in value. If you lose eternal life, you drop in value. Number three. You are now a child of God. Lift your right hand and say, I am now a child of God. Or say, I am now a child of God. Say, I'm a believer. And I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. When you get born again, you become a child of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. So you are a child of God. And know it. Listen, if you are not born again, you are not a child of God. When you are not born again, you are only a creation of God. You can be created, but lose the sonship you have. That's why there are people who may be closer to your biological father than you, the son. Because the fact that your father gave birth to you does not mean that you will you, be close to him or you are his child. He created you, so to speak. Not everybody is a child of god but when you get born again you become a child of god not everybody there are two types of children children of god and children of the devil if you are not born again jesus told the pharisees he said you are of your father the devil your father is not god there are people alive whose father It's not God. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. And those of you who remember, Elemas the sorcerer, who was following Paul, and giving him nice adulations, and talking about Paul, this is a man of God, this is a servant of God, hear him in Acts 13. Paul says that this man, it's not real. Not everybody sitting in church is a child of God. Sitting in church doesn't make you a child of God. You become a child of God when you repent of your sins and you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Yes. Elemas the sorcerer withstood them. Preventing them from doing the work. And in verse 10, Paul turned to him and said, Thou full of subtlety and mischief. Thou child of the devil. Paul called the sorcerer the child of the devil. An enemy of righteousness. The fact that you are sitting in church does not make you a child of God it's when you get born again that you become a child of God. So when somebody is saved, the person switches from being a child of the devil to becoming a child of God. Number four, you are now a new creation in Christ. You are now a new creation in Christ. You are now a new creation. That's what happens to you. When, remember, I'm talking about the effects, the powerful effects of salvation. Are you saved? Are you born again? Then you must be new. You must be new. And that new life, yes... It's inside. But it must show on the outside. People who know you must see a change in you. That is the effect of your salvation. If the people who know you don't see any difference in you, if the friends, your unbeliever friends, don't make any comments about your salvation, then you are not saved. You will listen to the same songs with them you share the same jokes with them. You do the same thing you used to do. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And how do you know that you are new? How can we tell that you are new? It's there. All things are passed away. All things, there, there must be things in your life that have passed away. There must be things in your life you don't do anymore. Friends, you can't walk, you can't. I can't be with you. We, we can't be friends because we don't like the same thing. What I am following, you don't want it. Amos 3 3 Can any two walk together except they be agreed? You can tell who you are by the person you are working with. You can tell who you are by the person you have agreed with. That's who you are. There's even a certain sense. I mean, it's not 100% true. But as a pastor, one of the things I've come to see is that Most married people are the same. Although sometimes you see one early, (laughs) far earlier than the other will manifest. Because it's not a small thing to agree to live with somebody. It's It's not a small thing. To like someone so much that you can develop a deep friendship, deep association, and go even deeper to marry. There must be some commonality. (laughs) Now, I'm saying that those of you who don't know yourselves, look for your best friend. Look for the people you work with. They are are a reflection of you. You must have the same mind and the same, I, 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 let me not even continue to talk about it. <laughs> when you walk with someone for a very long time, you become like the person. You become like the person. It's called the power of agreement. You, you should know yourself by the person you, you like, uh, that you can marry the person. It is you. That person may manifest some weird behavior early. Even malaria. We all don't show malaria at the same time. It's really. Coronavirus. A lot of people have the coronavirus. They don't. Later on. If, some don't even show the symptoms, but show the complications later on. The friends you are working with who are at home waiting for you as you have joined a bus and you've come to church. This environment doesn't reveal who you are. The friends you have left at home that after church you are joining at home they are you. You are those people. It's a new life. And you must show, it must show that you are new. Especially that you are new. You claim you are born again. And you are so with that girl. Then all things have not passed away. Pass away, pass away. It means die. Oh. Mr. Sae passed away last week. Our former president passed away some weeks ago. We woke up one morning and we heard that former president J.J. Rawlings has what passed what away. It means what he has unfortunately killed, uh, 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 kicked the buckets. kicked the buckets. He's dead. We'll see him again. We'll see him again. You may never hear the word taflache again. Never. With a baritone voice. Taflache. <laughs> you never hear it again. Why? Because the person who says these things to us has what? Passed away. That's what happens to you when you are born again. Certain things in your life pass away. We don't see them again. You don't see them again. Yeah, that, that is the proof. If any man, if, that's what, if, if you are truly in Christ, then the evidence is not that you are attending church. What has died in your life? What appetite do you have which has died? A way of life. The things you used to do. You don't do that anymore. What has died? You are the same person. You just come to sit in church. You don't even have a Bible. You are not saved. You are not saved. You are not saved. Attending church doesn't mean you are saved. What has died in your life? What has died? What has died? No, it's a, I'm asking a question. Even though I'm not expecting you to raise your hand, if everybody is to raise their hand, I mean, you can imagine when we we'll close. We we'll close next week. You know? So you yourself answer. No, answer it as a Christian. Ask yourself. You claim you have met Jesus. You claim you are now a Christian. You are now a born again person. Ask yourself what has died. That's the evidence. The, the, the evidence is not church service you attend. Church service there. We have come before God. The people who come before God are all not Christians. In Job chapter 1, the Bible says the sons of God gathered before him and Satan was there. Being in front of God doesn't mean you are a correct person. Doesn't mean you are a correct person. Come on! Being in church doesn't mean you are a correct person. You can be a devil sitting here in the service. You are a devil sitting in the service. You say you are a born again Christian. What are saying? What are saying? You still wear your one yard dresses. Some of you have gone to sew some nice uh, 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 batakari dress. That you wear to check. But your real, those type of uh, Thai condom dresses are hanging in your wardrobe. You use it for parties. But a sign that you are born again is that you enter your wardrobe and you look at those dresses. If it's size 12, you look for a size 8 girl and you dash her. And some of them, you burn them. former French president, the father of France, Charles de Gaulle. When he was dying, his will, he wrote that his wife should gather all his things and burn them. (laughs) Yes. And she obeyed. She gathered her things. She said no one should have anything he has used. She, She burned everything. You, you, you are alive. You are not dead, but you must burn some things. Yes, you are a man. How come you have got beads on your waist? You are a man. How do you have? I've seen it before. I'm I'm not talking about. I've seen a picture of a man sleeping. His wife came to show me. Said, "This is my husband sleeping," and I saw it. He was wearing beads. Red, green, and black beads. I, Edwin, I saw it with my three eyes. Like. One from one fetish to the other, and when about the wife, I said, "It's not true." Leave him. He this? I said, "I'll show you." You are a man. Why are you wearing beads? Remove it and give it to your wife. <laughs> multicolored beads. Some of you, the handkerchief in your pocket is not a normal handkerchief. The ring on your finger is not a normal ring. I'm saying that if you are born again, certain things cannot be in your life. Expect him to be wearing certain dresses, walking about your breast almost or pouring out of your dress. I don't expect that. I don't expect that at all. I expect decency. It's a sign that you've met Christ. The more skin you expose, it's a reflection that you've not met Jesus. I repeat myself. The more of your skin we see. If as you are dressed, we see. 60% of your skin. 40% of your skin is out. The more skin we see, the less of Christ you have. One of the signs that you have met Jesus is that you cover up. And it's not fasting, it's spirituality. The madman of Gadara. One of the signs that he had met Jesus was that he was covered up; he was clothed. You are new. You are a new creation. That's where the original Greek gives the, the uh, almost gives the um, impression that you were like toyota and now you are mercedes-benz a, 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 a heteros a new car but it's a toyota corolla we see here how come today it has become mercedes-benz it's new the old car has passed away a new car is in the garage but some of you is the same car you are going to spray it. Are you in church? What's point number one? Point number one. All your sins is an effect of your salvation. All your past sins, all your present sins are forgiven. Your future sins will also be forgiven if you confess them. It's forgiven. But I've given you a very important point about How many times will you be confessing? Because the righteous, you are allowed to fall only seven times. (laughs) And some don't even get up after the first fall. (laughs) So be very careful. (laughs) Number two. Number two is what? Let's do number two. Is what? The second powerful effect of your salvation is that you have received eternal life. Which is what? The highest kind of life. If you have eternal life, your life is of a higher quality than a professor who doesn't, who is not born again. Number three, you are now a child of God. It means that before you got born again, you were what? A child of the devil. Acts 13, 10. Not everybody is a child of God. Don't buy and don't deceive yourself. Don't buy that lie. Number four. You are now a new creation in Christ. Say, I am new. Say, I am new. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, and say, I am new. Say it to the face mask. Shout. You can't see your lips. Shout. that I am new. Eh no, I am new. Clap your hands for Jesus. Number five. The fifth powerful effect of your salvation. Your name is written in heaven, in the Lamb's book of life. My God! As soon as you receive Jesus, your name is written in the book of life. now, now, now. this book is not the only book in heaven. there are many books in heaven write it down take a pen and write it down there are many books in heaven the book of life is not the only book in heaven when John's eyes were opened he said and I saw the books Revelations. Chapter 20. Verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Have you seen it? And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. But, but what is important is that those who were dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books hey. judgment i think everybody will have about 2 weeks your court case will take 2 weeks <laughs> yes because there are many books there's a book for those who are kind there's a book for those who are merciful and forgiving so, so they will bring up the issue of that brother who offended you and what you did. That, that's not, these issues are different from salvation issues. There, there's a book. It's like brown. It's like a l- light brown book. It's for wives who maltreated their husbands. Light brown. Light brown. Light brown. Hey, <laughs> <be> <laughs> God, say the books. The books. It's light brown. Hmm. Sakuta Baba. And there's a purple book for husbands who beat their wives. It's all there. There is a book for every behavior. So when you come and stand there, then they start going through the books. That's the judgment. Karakada there's a special book for people whose school fees were paid but never went to school (laughs) the color of that book is green because those people they they like to be in people's farms stealing uh, uh, sugarcane amada (laughs) (laughs) yoi Alasa, Alasa, Still in I'm teaching you in English. When you die and you wake up, because all dead people have to wake up to go to court. And when you go to court, it's not only one book that will be used. No. Is that in English? I'm not preaching said, uh, uh, they were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. There's also it, it, the color is like either deep red or like crimson. Hey. Deep red for masturbators. Hey. And an orange one for pornographers. Your behavior, there's a book. Anything you do, there's a book in it. Say the books. Are you in church? Are you enjoying church? There's a black book for thieves. And as these things were going on, verse 13, the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, and so on. They were all judged. So if you are alive, you'll be judged. If you are dead, you also wake up to go to court verse 14 and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire it is also an area where there is a special judgment special people because those books there are different sentences but Verse 14 is is a major sentence. And this sentence, they don't use those books. The book that is used is the book. Verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There is a book of life. And Revelations 21, the next chapter, verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the lamb's book of life. In that book, you will find the names of people who are defiled. And those who are liars. And those who are who do abominable things. They are names. That this book is the lake of fire. If your name is not in this book, it's over for you. Over for you. Tonight, God brought a special angel to the service to write names. I said to write names. Today, your name can be written in the book of life. And I want to ask you, is your name in the book of life? Is your name in the book of life? Is your name in the book of life? life? Is your name in the book of life. As you are seated there. Because only those who are not defiled, those who don't work abominations, and those who don't make a lie, that is, they concoct stories. They can manufacture stories. Liars. All those people You will find their names there. Tonight, I want to end with the six points. That you will go to heaven. One of the effects of your salvation is that you will go to heaven when you die, which is called the New Jerusalem. And once again, not everyone dies and goes to heaven. Some people, when they die, they go down to hell. The Bible talks about a rich man who was clothed in purple. Luke 16. And there was also a beggar who was laid at the gates of the rich man, full of sauce. But this rich man, the Bible describes not only what he wore, but what he ate. He said he fed sumptuously. Sumptuously. His lifestyle not just what he ate his lifestyle was a very sumptuous and that you see it's a very luxurious life and you, you see them those people they are expensive things and they live in extreme comfort. extreme comfort extreme comfort the car they drive if they sell it they can buy Everybody in your family with that car. He fared. It's a very old word for how he lived his life. Very sumptuous living. And this poor man was only eaten from the cramps which fell from the rich man's table and moreover, the dogs as he was lying down sitting down, begging the rich man the dogs came and licked his soul because the man didn't have money to go to Dudua hospital he didn't even have national insurance card but it came to pass the bible says that the beggar died because always poor people die first. Yes. There's something called life expectancy. In Africa, Ghana, it should be about 54, 55. Yeah. In Japan, it's in the 90s. In fact, Japan now, their problem is that they can't find young people. Yeah. They live 120, 110. But but the point I am making is that always, the poorer you are, the earlier you die. The earlier you die. So, I'm not surprised. The Bible is true. It's describing two people. One rich, one poor. And you see there, the poor person died. It's, and it's true. Poor people die first. Yeah. You die before a rich man will die. So they live well with their cheeks fat like both loot. And the Bible says that he was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. I'm saying that one effect of your salvation is that when you die, you go to heaven. The New Jerusalem. This man was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. That is heaven. The rich man also died. But there's no account that when he died, there was uh, there were angels coming to carry him. There's no mention of angels. The only thing we know is that he was buried, and it's true. Once again, is the rich people who are buried, who have funerals. There are some rich people if if they are laid in state. From the night to the morning, they change the dress three times. They start with their large dress, and then large uniform, then they wear kente around 12 midnight to about 3, and in the morning, they change it to suit. Fashion parade. Then the casket is there, and you see the casket in the church. One day I was part of it. Pastors many years it must be about twenty two years ago. We went somewhere near Achimota. There's some something called Miles, something there. I've forgotten Miles somewhere there. We went to bury a church member. With the pastors, with the hairs. And as we were going to the place to bury the person, we saw—I saw—a Peugeot pickup with some two men sitting on it, and the Peugeot went to some area far, not too far. It happened that the place where we were burying our church member was not too far from where there pickup went. So, the priest was late. The, the one who was going to officiate was late because we were lighthouse pastors, but the person was, he was a member, but another church was buried. The, the, his parents wanted him to be buried by. But the, that priest was late. So we went to look at the, the place where the pickup went. We, we saw them throwing some things into a hole. When we went to ask what has happened, said so, these are dead bodies. Oh, why are they not being buried? Said so, no, nobody has come to claim them. So there was no coffin, there were no ceremonies. They just they were throwing them into a, into um, a pit to cover them. So I understand when you are poor. I re- recently got involved in a, a case, an accident case, a problem, and somebody died. That night, they called all the, they got the person's phone and looked into the phone and was they were making calls, policemen. Everybody said they didn't know the person. <laughs> it was the following day that somebody appeared. I don't I forgot what arrangement When you are poor, nobody buries you. When you are rich. So I'm not surprised in this story once again. See, I'm not surprised that the poor man died first. And I'm not surprised that the rich man was buried. He had the burial. But the next verse says, In hell. That's all the rest is your assignments in hell I just read the story to tell you that not everybody who dies is carried by angels some people when they die they go to hell the bible says it there's no book on earth which tells us what happens to you when you get born again Wow, I've seen my daddy and my mommy. God bless you. See, you normally sit at the back. But last week, I told them that don't make, I was even pointing to those people there. But they heard it and they moved forward. See? And never make the back of a church your permanent place as a Christian. Most of the evil spirits in a church building at the back I'm telling you mommy if you like next Sunday next Saturday don't sit here by your husband go to the back you will have a different feeling there it's different my wife went to a church many years ago to do some work she was moving from church to church doing some work And she entered this church and the pastor was preaching. And she went to the back. She had gone there to meet the pastor after church. As she sat at the back of the church, the pastor was preaching like I'm preaching. There were two girls at the back watching pornography. Yes, at the back. During the preaching. See how you are being blessed here? If you go to the back, you would never. I was saying something and I saw daddy and mommy. God bless you for moving from the back. Next time, move forward. I'll give you these two chairs. Come and sit here and be free. (laughs) Listen to me, my dear friend. Not everybody dies and go to hell. Only those who have given their lives to Christ, saved, born again. And don't get it wrong. The man was not in hell because he was a rich man. No, 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 no. There's no way in the Bible which says that if you are a rich man, you are going to hell. It's difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom. But heaven is not money or the absence. Ah, But in this small story, we see a rich man in heaven. Abraham was a rich man. Genesis 13. Abraham, Father Abraham, the Bible describes him as a rich man, and he was in heaven. So there's a rich man in heaven, and there's a rich man in hell, so it cannot be money. It's your behavior. Yes. And one of such behaviors is arguments. You will see later if you read the story, time as pastor. I mean, I can't read everything. You see that this man was arguing with Abraham. This rich, uh, rich man in hell, po, he was arguing. Anything Abraham said, he had an argument. No! Send me, goodness No! Send my brothers. I won't go. He so, said, no, go. If they, if they hear them, it's an argument. As the fire is burning him, he's still arguing. But you, while others are burning in hell, because you allowed yourself to be saved because you received Jesus Christ and worked with him because of your salvation. You did not descend to hell, but angels. When you die, angels will surround you and carry you into God's presence. I pray for you today. I said, I pray for you today. I said, I pray for you today. I pray for you today that you will do nothing to lose your salvation. I said, you will do not. May you remain saved till you die. And whenever you breathe your last breath, may angels surround you. I said, may angels surround you and carry you into God's presence today these six effects may you never lose them may you never lose your power over sin the bible says let not sin have dominion over you because you you now have dominion over sin don't allow it your place is not under sin your place is above sin so that's why we say that to sleep with you is below me that that behavior is below me don't lose your salvation every day you come to church every morning you wake up every time you spend with God's word Every sin you say no to, all of these things make it possible for you to be prepared. My dear friend, every day you live, you are either preparing yourself to be carried up to heaven or you are preparing yourself to descend down and down and down to hell. But I pray today that God will mercifully bring you to a place of great salvation. God will bring you to a place of joy. Can you lift your two hands and pray, pray that God will give you the joy, the joy of your salvation. The joy, the joy. I just feel that we should have the joy. Six powerful effects. The joy. Your sins. You receive eternal life. You are now a child of God. You are now a new creation. Your name is written in the book of life. And you will go to heaven when you die. Lift your hands and pray. Lord, David said,
1: Give me the joy of thy salvation.
0: The joy of thy salvation. Everyone, lift your hands for the joy, the joy, the joy. Everywhere, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy. The joy, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy. The joy, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy. The joy of my (laughs) salvation. I'm excited that I am born again. I'm excited that I am born again. I am happy that I am born again. Restore unto me. The joy. The joy. The joy. The joy. The joy. Lift your hands
1: and pray. I don't
0: think I'm, I'm clear enough. We are praying that salvation will not be boring to you. Never salvation will be exciting. Exciting. So exciting that you are prepared to pay any price to remain saved and remain as a pleasant child. It's called the joy. David lost it. He committed a sin. Psalm 51 is the outpouring of a man who had entered into a deep sin, mm. deep crisis. Like I said, sin destroys your salvation because your salvation is by grace. And if you continue to sin, grace will not abound. So when he lost it, the joy of his salvation. His prayer was the Lord. Restore! restore. What I did with that woman. Took my salvation away. Restore to me the joy. Because sin never leaves you the same. It destroys your salvation. So he said restore to me. But what I like about it is. He didn't say restore to me my salvation. He said restore to me the joy. And it's true. Many of you, you are born again, but you are not excited about your salvation. Hey! You're not excited. Some of you here are wishing to go back to your unbeliever life. There's no excitement in you. But when I got born again, I was excited. I was excitedly taking my cassettes. And erasing unbeliever song with excitement. Oh, bo- there was nobody telling me who what, was what, oh, telling me what exciting. that this song is an unbeliever song, don't listen to it. No, I myself, excitement. I don't even know how I came by Radio Elwa in Monrovia with joy. I was, I was living in Takradi, I would tune to Radio Elwa. With excitement, recording gospel songs. Even the sound had static. But I loved it. Jesus. John, my God. With joy. As I was a student. My father was dead. My mother was not living in the country. I don't even know how I was eating. Somehow, I managed to find money to buy my Bible. And I can't find that Bible. I wish I would show it to you. I had colored almost every page. Hey. with joy, with joy. I had, a, I had a ruler and a pen.
3: Come on.
0: Or I underlined I underlined scriptures. Oh. With joy, with joy. So the Bible says it's with joy that you draw out of the wells of your salvation. Whatever salvation has for you. It is, it, the, the bucket we use to, to fetch the waters from the well of salvation Jesus. is joy. With draw. joy you draw from the wells. <speaking in> if you are not happy, coming to church will be, a, will be a project. Many of you, to bring you to church is a World Bank project. Hey! We have to have meetings about you Send someone to visit you Send someone to call you To get you to be in church It's more than a World Bank project Because there's no joy If you have joy You won't wait for a bus To your area to come to church You yourself will organize a bus And collect people to church Let us go To the house of the Lord With joy I was glad so we are going to pray. Pastors and shepherds could have spent their time doing something far better than busting into church. My dear, when we were born again, were we busting into church? What are you talking about? What would The energy we must spend teaching you fellowshipping with you and so we have to spend that energy to carry you to church because there's no joy no joy there's no joy many of some of you are sitting here you are not happy you can't wait for the service to end because your spirit is not at home here therefore with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation If you don't have joy, that's when your pastor has to buy a Bible for you. Oh yes. If you don't have joy, that's why somebody has to buy you airtime to come online for a service. It's like you are not happy. You say I should, come to, I, I should come online. You say I should come to church. You say I should be a Christian. If you don't buy me a Bible, just be there. You say I should be born again. You want me to be in church. I don't have any phone. If you buy me a phone, I'll come online. I don't have money if you buy me item, I'll come online ha! but those people who have joy joy, Abba. not only are they themselves coming online they are gathering people come on With joy. let your hands we are praying a prayer in tree in French in English Lord let me be excited about my salvation open your mouth and pray open your mouth and pray open your mouth
1: and pray Let me be excited About my salvation Lift your hands Lift your two hands Lift it Lift your hands and pray Everybody pray Lord let me be excited Excited to serve you Excited to be in Christ Excited Lord Excited Lord Excited to serve you Excited rande randake la rando koshki liandana miandu Kurunama nama ilei katana naman kepera dadadag ragastuna randake la randiva illa katana miyondo ko pray open your mouth lord let me have joy joy, joy. we thank you
0: every eye closed please and every head bowed if you are here tonight and everyone standing except you are not feeling well or it's difficult to stand if you can please stand if you are here tonight your friend invited you you came on your own You saw a flyer on Facebook and you lived in the area and you came, you came, you came. Uncle Francis, I would like to see your you. You came to church. You came to church. You came to church. Today, you want to say, Pastor, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to know Jesus. Pastor, pray for me. I want to know jesus christ personally if you are here and you want me to pray with you to receive jesus christ into your life wherever you are just lift up your right hand above your head yes yes lift it up i'm going to pray for you yes i see your hand at the back i see i see in the middle i see i see lift it high lift it high you want to know jesus you want to receive jesus you want jesus to be the Lord of your life. You want to end, come into this relationship with Jesus. Lift your hand high. Lift your hand high. There's a lady here. You are far from God. Don't you say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. There's a need in you. There's a, there's a yearning in you to know Jesus personally. Personally. Lift your hand high. And if your hand is up i see you i see you i see you i see you at the back if your hand is up at the back I, I, I see you come to the front here take your bible take your notebook and come come to me Come. yes clap your hands for them as they come no movement apart from to the front don't move anywhere apart from to the front clap your hands for them come my dear come Your hands to they are coming to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. chance to surrender his life to Jesus today. As you I just read a verse someone died he was buried. The next location after the cemetery was hell. In fact the cemetery was even just his body which was down there. After he died no angels carried him up. He descended down yes come you are not sure where you go if you die you are not sure where you will land will angels carry you or you will descend down and down to hell fire why are you be crying for a drop of water if you want to join them before we pray come Overcome any demonic restriction mm. and shoot forward to receive Jesus Christ like an arrow. Come. Come. God bless you. I want to know Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's close our eyes. Those in front, you can put your Bible or your book on the step in front of you. And then you lift your two hands. Yes, lift your two hands. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, today, today, I've heard your word. I've heard your word and i realize and i realize that i am a sinner that i am a sinner today today i ask you i ask you to come into my life to come into my life come into my life come into my life make me your child make me your child wash my sins wash my sins i have done many bad things i have done many bad things i say i have done many bad things i've done many bad things and i'm sorry And I'm sorry. I am dirty. I am dirty. My soul is dirty. My soul is dirty. With sin. With sin. Please wash me. Please wash me. With the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. Wash me, Lord. Wash me, Lord, with the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus, make me your child. Make me your child. Say, I'm no more a child of the devil. I'm no more a child of the devil. I am a child of God. I am a child of God because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus, I am born again. I am born again. I am born again. I am born again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. For my salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my great salvation. For my great salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen you see our pastor who is waving his hand in the the jackets there he is going to talk to all of you because the prayer you have prayed is the first step it's like going to school and going to register but you have to attend classes you have to go for lectures and you have to live in the school for years it's the same somebody has to visit you and teach you and talk to you somebody has to pray with you and pray for you you can't be alone if you are alone you won't last somebody must come into your life and see something and say no don't do this change this Let's sit down. Let me teach you how to read your Bible and have your quiet time. You need it. Merely coming to pray a sinner's prayer has never gotten anybody anywhere. No, no, you can't do that. That's why this pastor is there. He has a team. Somebody will come and visit you. Somebody will come and pray with you. Somebody will come and call you. Let's go to church. What a blessing. What a blessing. So I want to ask all of you to please follow him this way. Follow him this way. Yes. God bless you. Oh, clap your hands for daddy, our sister, our brother. Clap your hands for them. Oh, let your hand clap show the joy of salvation. Clap your hands and show some excitement Keep clapping your hands Are you happy you came to church today? There's a number on the the Facebook page I want you to call that number Somebody will answer and help you Somebody will talk to you pray with you, answer your questions and be your friend and I know your life will not be the same again at this time we want to come to the Lord's table for our communion take your communion wine take your communion take your bread yes and lift up your bread lift up your bread The Bible says that night before Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took bread. Take bread. If you are sitting down, please stand to your feet. If you are sitting down, please stand to your feet. I beg you. I beg you. Lift your bread. And say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ as i eat it as i eat it i receive healing i receive healing i receive closeness i receive closeness i am getting deep i am getting deep into the body of Christ,
1: into the body of Christ, because this
0: is the body of Christ.
1: Because this is the body of
0: Christ. my spiritual life, my spiritual is becoming complete, it's becoming complete. My life in Christ, my life in Christ is becoming exciting, it's becoming exciting. This is the body of Christ, this is the body of Christ. everything in Christ, everything in Christ becomes my portion, becomes my portion because of the body of Christ, because of the body of the body of Christ, the body of Christ.
1: Lift your, Lift your cup. See Lift your cup. Ha
0: Say this is the blood. This is the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. It has more power. It has more power. Than the power of malams. Than the power of malams. The power of witches. Yes. The of Anything that wants to destroy my life.
1: Anything that wants to
0: destroy I my life overcome mind, it with the blood of Jesus. I overcome it with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is my covering. It's my covering. This is my portion. This is my portion. This is my miracle meal. This is my miracle meal. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Let's drink. And lift your hands. Let me pray for you. For a blessing. A blessing that is bigger than the curse. Amen. Anything in your life making it impossible for you to be spiritual. I cross it in the name of Jesus. Any area of your life where it seems the will of the enemy is being advanced. I block it from happening in the name of Jesus. Amen. Any area of your life where God cannot freely move. Where the power of God cannot freely move. By reason of this meal in Jesus name I break every door. Amen. I blow down every wall. Enjoy the power of God. Amen. Where you are weak. Jesus. Receive strength. I receive it. Where there is depression. Prophesy. Receive joy. I receive it. Where the battle is turning against Mama you. Luca. I cause the battle Amen. to now be in your favor. Amen. Receive victory. I receive it. Receive victory. I receive it. victory. Victory over sin. Victory. Victory over evil. Victory. Victory over wickedness. Victory, victory over every power. Victory. He said, "I give you power over the power of the enemy." My God, I pray because of the communion you've eaten. Jesus, I declare, declare that you are more. Jesus, you are not just a conqueror. No, you are more than a conqueror. More, yes. I bless you with eternal life. Amen. Exciting eternal life. Amen. I bless you with joy. Joy, receive joy. I receive from it from today, Jesus. Nobody will have to wind you to do what is right. No. Thank the Lord. Yes, receive an engine uh, in uh, your uh, own uh, life, uh, 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 in I your own body that it. makes you pray. Yes, that makes you read your Bible. Yeah, yes. That yes. makes you live a holy life. Yeah. That yeah. makes you please yeah. God. God. Receive, receive what you need. I receive to be a proper child of God. God. Father, I thank you. I bless your name I'm grateful to you I'm very grateful to you and I thank you I thank you I thank you in Jesus name